Argos. I have no way of knowing if you received my first letter all those long years ago, nor do I know if you ever responded to me. I know it was wrong to leave, but it was just as wrong for me to stay. Going into this war, I thought I knew the universe about morality, truth, and fear, but I was wrong. We were all wrong. It is not so much that I believe the claims of the Clusterists, but I do believe they are more right than the rest of us. Humanity's long sleeping era must come to an end, and we must wake up or be consumed by forces so great, so beyond our understanding, that we will be utterly destroyed. If we cannot awaken, we must hide, we must cut off our own hands so that we do not reach out into these dark and terrible stars. Despite their prejudices, despite their crimes, the Clusterists are pushing us into a safer direction. I wish there was a better option. I wish I could have stayed with you and with our children. But I must see this through, for all of us. You will not hear from me again, for better or for worse. I am sorry. I love you, and we are together even as we are apart. Your husband always, Pierce Sunspire. Welcome back to All That You Know, an actual play Beam Saber podcast. My name is Colin, and I am the Game Master. Joining me today are Brian. Hi, I'm Brian, playing Hex the Bureaucrat. Zach, also known as Wyzak. Hi, I'm Zach, and I'm playing Geist the Ace. Ewan. Hi, I'm Ewan. I'm playing Loyal the Empath. And Adam. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm playing Joseph the Robot Infiltrator. So before we get into my initial narration about what's been going on and how long it's been, you all have beliefs about each other now, and I would like to start the session by reading those. Uh, and we're going to start with Hex, because you're at the top of the Discord. Hex, <laughs> how do you feel about all your fellow squadmates? All right, well, for Mirage, Hex feels that Mirage is a machine, and I don't know what his goals or motives are, but after everything we've been through as a squad, I think he has the squad's interests in mind. Oh. As for Loyal, I'm suspicious of Loyal's willingness to do what it takes to complete a mission. And for Geist, he's a loose cannon. He needs to be watched so he doesn't do anything stupid. What about your second belief for Joseph? For Joseph, this was earlier in their relationship. It may have human-like traits, but it is a machine with no real emotions or loyalties. <laughs> oh. Okay, why don't you go ahead next, Adam? For Geist, I have he will continue to push himself until he looks like me. This could benefit me. Uh, for Loyal, I have, why is a dolphin involved in a human war? He was placed, not conscripted. For Hex, I originally said, knows too much of me and my true intentions. We'll need to keep him from Supet, I think. S-U-E-P-D. Yeah. Um, and then the new belief I wrote is, he is boring, average, woefully committed to the cause, the most respectable human I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, it. I like Geist. It. There you go. Let's hear your beliefs, Geist. Yeah, so uh, Geist's belief about Loyal is that his empathetic abilities might make him a liability as much as an asset. 
his belief about Hex is that he's a pencil pusher. He's going to freeze up when facing his mortality. His belief about Mirage is this thing cannot be trusted. I need to watch it. Right. Should I read my beliefs about retribution? Oh, yeah, sure. That'd be fun. <laughs> his first oh, belief was <laughs> retribution is exceedingly cruel. I will be worse. And then his second belief is he has turned himself into something completely non-human and much, must be destroyed. It's a shame that beliefs only advance when you cut loose with another person or that, that you only get ticks for that. Yeah. Because I feel like after all the times that like Geist has fought in concert with Hex, he would maybe like be changing his belief about him a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Battle is cutting loose. Cutting You'll never loose. understand the warrior's bond. <laughs> the orc. If all you do for fun is violence and murder, then isn't cutting loose on the battlefield the truest version of cutting loose <laughs> in otherwise on the battlefield geist would be able to have his bonds with his friends if he didn't trauma out every episode <laughs> well you know what sometimes <laughs> someone's got it <laughs> sometimes worth worth <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do yeah okay, that's true you're in the hospital too often to make friends <laughs> uh loyal let's hear your beliefs uh Loyal's belief about Geist is that not only has he stopped viewing the enemy combatants as people, he has depersonized the planet civilians as well. My belief about Hex is that Hex joined the war effort out of boredom due to the mind-numbing bureaucracy that he is engaged in in his normal life or was engaged in, and he doesn't really believe in any cause. My belief about Mirage is that his new sapience has been warped by being born into war, and he needs to experience love to become fully realized. Always makes me smile. <laughs> this robot <laughs> just needs to be loved. Don't touch me. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you, everyone, for your beliefs. So, it has been about two and a half weeks since your last mission. In this time, a fair amount has changed. Now that you've invested in increasing your capabilities, the hangar you operate out of has been significantly spiffed up. You have more support staff, more bureaucratic pull, and more of a claim on the Peacekeeper's resources. Even better is that Gopher, your runner, has particularly been excited. He was given the team and supplies required to fully support your frames as an engineer, and from now on you'll be able to roll three dice for repairing and engineering on your frames to reflect that. Oh, sweet. Cool. On a more personal side, Geist is out of the hospital, though he looks different. Much of his skin has been replaced with this pale white blue synthetic material and at first glance i think it's hard to tell it's even him sunlith has recovered as well and has a noticeable scar on his head not to mention a distant haunted look in his eyes see what i did there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how has this increase in resources affected each of your characters i want to get a small look at each of these material differences in like a scene this is this is what's changed now that gopher is an engineer What's changed now that not just Gopher's an engineer, but you are all given more access to everything, like more supplies in general, just, you know, more amenities. Sure, gotcha. I, I have one. Um, Geist, I mean, up until this point, he's really been uh, the guy when it comes to mech repairs. I mean, like, obviously we have support personnel, but Geist is kind of the one who has really been uh, hands on uh, with a lot of this stuff. And now that Gopher's working on it. He's got, like, actual free time. Like, he maybe comes into the hangar one day and, like, I mean, Gopher and some guys are already making repairs. So he really just has nothing to do. So he kind of 
leaves and he's forced to like go do something for fun and he considers doing more you know more combat simulations or you know doing doing something related to the job but uh he thinks back uh to a promise that he made uh to grace and so instead he goes even with his like freakish new blue skin and he uh he like does something for himself. He like reads an old book and maybe like plants a little potted plant in his like shitty dismal apartment just for the fuck of it. And he kind of sits there and looks at this thing that he did and feels weird about it, but not necessarily bad. I love it. Okay, I'm going to start calling on names. Joseph. I think with probably all the added benefits, I like to imagine that now people at least have some form of respect for Joseph because he's had some complete missions and he's kind of given a little bit more resources. They're like, well, maybe this robot's not the worst thing. And I think he uses both like Worthy's uh, comments and friendship with Mahogany's and maybe even Gophers to just leave his room more often and try to assist other pilots around uh, the base and try to acclimate himself more to human life. Yeah, I think that is greatly appreciated. People, you look scary, but you're a nice guy. Exactly. I just want to help. All right. Give me your AI. <laughs> um, Hex. Hex, to be honest, hasn't changed much as a character. He's still Hex, albeit a little shaken by the events last time. But with the new resources, he does look noticeably less stressed as he's gotten helpers to help him with all his little bureaucratic shipping forms and what have you. Interns. <laughs> hey, hey, Un I, unpaid. If you call them, <laughs> yeah, of course. Adam, if you call them, <laughs> shit. Loyal. I don't know. I don't think his daily habits change that much. He spends a lot of his free time still just kind of out of his pod, swimming in the lake alone, doing meditative dolphin things. But I think he would spend more time trying to interact with his teammates trying to make friends with them. I'm not sure how successful that would be since we haven't like, had any formal scenes for playing that out. <laughs> but that's going to bring me directly to my next point, which is what does the dynamic look like between your characters at this point? You know, we haven't focused on it because, you know, we're just starting out, but you've done two whole missions together and you've worked after those missions kind of side by side. And I know that Hex... And Joseph have had their their time together in the bars. Um, but what is it like between all of you? What are the dusk lights like? Yeah, who brought me a bouquet of fish <laughs> when I was in the hospital? <laughs> Not guys. It's a collective effort in the hospital for didn't much like longer. It. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that we're all a lot more maybe professional towards each other instead of maybe uncomfortable and guarded now that we've run successful missions. Not being like, what does this guy know? being more like, okay, for the next mission, you're going to do this, and then the other person kind of agreeing. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, Hex definitely trusts Joseph more, uh, even going so far as to ask for his opinion on the various bureaucratic things he happens to be doing on a given day. Yeah, I, I think Joseph is definitely palling around with you. Uh, he's probably like making unannounced visits and asking if you want to go like take a walk or something so you can talk about things. Um, I think for Loyal and Geist, he's he's afraid. He was like watching over you guys in the hospital, but he's afraid to enter into your lives right now because he doesn't know how you're recuperating. So 
I think he's just, you catch Joseph looking at you through the hangar a lot of times, just far away, <laughs> just kind of staring. And then when you look back at him, he just kind of gives you a thumbs up and quickly walks away. But he's always there to talk if you want. Yeah, Hex is similar. <laughs> he views the no news from Geist and Loyal as good news, assuming that you want your space. Yeah, Loyal invites everyone swimming <laughs> if they are able to go swim. Each episode. At least once. Can I All go right. in water? <laughs> am, I, am I like a toaster? I think you are waterproof. Uh, otherwise, so the strategies against you would be very simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> just, take the spray like bottle walking. to him. Yeah. <laughs> like walking at the bottom of the pool, like not even floating. <laughs> you need floaties. <laughs> yeah, just sink immediately. Really good industrial grade ones. I feel like Geist... He probably, like, considers himself to be, I think, in a sort of elitist way, the only true soldier in the squad, or at least he did in the beginning. And now that he's kind of uh, been able to see everybody in action, you know, um, especially like Hex, he didn't really know. He didn't know if Hex was going to be able to, like, even attempt to take a human life. And he's been out here slinging missiles around and he's he's proved himself to against Geist's expectations to be, you know, willing to do what you got to do. So I think Geist kind of uh, sees himself as like the team leader because of his experience, even if that doesn't really ever practically shake out that way, because a lot of times when the fighting starts, he just kind of goes nuts by himself. But um, he he's trying to open up a little bit, I think, maybe even noticeably more now that he's all fucked up with his, like, weird blue uh, flesh kind of just hanging out. He's kind of trying to prove maybe to everyone else and himself that he's not some kind of inhuman freak like uh, <laughs> Retribution is, even if that maybe is not necessarily true. So he's like, he's trying, he would maybe accept the invitation to go uh, swimming one of these times, only to realize that... Uh, <laughs> His frame doesn't swim real. He's like, he's very heavy now uh, because he's got a lot of chrome on him. So he maybe sinks a little bit too. <laughs> Meet me under the water, guys. <laughs> I'll be me. <laughs> I'm both just standing under there and I'm trying to like maybe nudge them with my rostrum to get under the yeah. <laughs> I don't give anybody a ride. That's just, that's not distinguished. <laughs> you don't do that in the dolphin world. It's demeaning. Considered, considered very demeaning. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to help them. <laughs> I don't want them to ride on my back. <laughs> Thank you all. Among all this, you are called into a briefing. Like I said, two and a half weeks at usual place. Upper floor conference room and the Peacekeeper HQ. And as always, Nyla is there first and waits for you all to be seated. However, this time it's not just you in the room. In the room are also the pilots of the Bone Pickers squad, who you're fairly friendly with. You have a plus one with them. Uh, and Joseph, you in particular, are approached by Mahogany Cola, who you have a working relationship with. And he says, Joseph... I was right excited to hear that you were getting to be a pilot. How is that treating you, bud? I just like to assist in any way I can, Mahogany. You know how it is. Sure do, and he pats you on the back, and he takes a seat right next to you. Ooh, I'm going to give him a wink. I just want you to know that. He knows He knows your wink. He knows. Okay, thank God. <laughs> Nyla starts talking. There's like two other pilots in here with you right now. Um, do I have names for them? Do I have visual description for them? Of course I do, but do you get to hear them? Of course not. <laughs> and Nyla says, Our capture of the clusterous pilot by the Dusk Lights has paid off. She's produced some intel that seems to be legitimate, and we have Sunless to thank for that. He's done good work developing her as a source, and she, you know, 
nods to you, Sunless. Sunless doesn't react in any way. He holds himself very still. <laughs> in the East City, there is a cluster of space, which has remained hidden up until this point. From what we know, this place has been importing scrap from outside the city and assembling it into those makeshift frames you fought. The facility will likely have some clues about other cluster of cells in the city, seeing as it is supplying them with hardware. There are two primary goals to this operation. The first is to neutralize the base. The second is to gather intelligence inside the base and prevent its destruction. Whatever order you decide to do these objectives is up to you. The Dusklights will be in charge of executing this mission, with the Bone Pickers being deployed around the perimeter of the base to handle any fleeing clusterists and to secure the surroundings against any reinforcements. The facility isn't huge, so you'll only be able to effectively use one or two frames once you're inside of it without suffering from mobility issues. The insertion method, like I said, is up to your discretion. The Bone Pickers and their three pilots will be doing a sky drop once you go loud. Uh, their infantry will be standing by nearby the location. Both squads have done enough work to be able to plan and execute this. We do not anticipate any heavy resistance, but stay on your toes. As expected, since this is in the city, you will have access to the Raptors and the Sparrows, your scouts and soldiers. Your rules of engagement are as follows. Avoid collateral damage to any surrounding buildings. Avoid any civilian casualties. Prevent destruction of any evidence inside the base. Do you have any questions? Uh... Yeah, I got a question. How likely do you think it is, given the mission parameters we've been provided, that the Clusterists just try and blow the fucking place up the second they catch wind of us being there? We don't know. We, and she kind of looks down at the paperwork she has and says, we didn't get a lot of information, but we scattered it out. There are people there, so. What is the size of this facility? It's very large. It is big enough to, as we've said, you could fit a lot of frames in there. Uh, they're assembling them in there. How populated are the surrounding areas? They are not particularly populated. The East City is sparse, but if we're being honest, we haven't done a census of the East City. We don't know where people are. Our scouts have said there are some residences nearby, but nothing as bad as your first mission. Hmm. So wait, this is an out-of-character question. Didn't she say that there's not room for all of us to take frames inside? Yeah. Yes. But there's also room for like a million frames to be housed inside? In the main facility, yes. Oh, okay. The the implication Uh, being, it wasn't clear. The implication here is they're assembling them and then they're moving them or storing them somewhere else. Okay. Okay. Um, Geist, I guess, just looks and he's like... Wait, how the hell do the Clusterists have a full-on fucking military hardware assembling factory inside the city, and we didn't know about it until this prisoner squawked about it? Nyla kind of looks shy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Implication. The city is very large, and as you know, we do not have a lot of personnel. We don't, I assume you know this, we don't even have control of this planet's orbit, technically speaking. Yeah, fair enough. It'll be an uphill battle. Look, I don't mean to... I mean, I don't mean to put all this solely on you, but uh, Joseph, you're the one with the infiltrator chops, and I'm not good for much outside of my frame. Geist, I... I agree completely. I don't think my frame is the strongest among all of us, and you are much better suited piloting a frame. I will go on foot to infiltrate and get any resources I can. We got uh, air superiority in the region. 
Could we have frames standing by to airdrop? Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, what are we... Uh, he looks to the rest of the squad. I don't much like the idea of sending Joseph in there without backup, but I'm not sure what our best course of action is here. Any ideas? I am confident in my infiltrating abilities. I think I can handle it. Uh, I kind of look to Nyla, right? Yep. Um, and just to see what she says. <laughs> you need a partner. Okay. Even if it's someone, you know, you lead the way, they follow you. What do we know about the uh, the facility interior? You said that there's not room for many frames in the uh, primary manufacturing area. How, like, is it an above ground building? Is it primarily below ground? Do we know anything? From what we know from our initial scouts, it is an above ground building. It is a, originally it was a scrapyard used for disassembling all sorts of vehicles in the city. But w our judgment for this is that we've seen inside the doors briefly, and we know there are hallways which lead to the center disassembly area, and those are fairly narrow. Frames can move in and out, but there's not a lot of room for maneuvering. It's possible it opens up on the inside. We assume it does somewhat, but we can't guarantee anything. All right. <clears throat> well, I'm thinking two-man team led by Joseph Infiltrates. We got two frames on standby for a smash and grab at any time. Maybe even in concert, we could have one group forming a primary, what seems like a primary offensive shortly after the ground team has snuck in. It would provide both cover and uh, to pull enemy forces away from the infiltration team while they ensure that the facility isn't destructed and uh, evidence isn't destroyed. Well, I will be able to assist Joseph again in providing a sonar map of the facility. Are you suggesting you uh, go with the infiltration team? Can you really do that given your... Uh... You're not exactly subtle. Yeah. Yes, they may have caught on already to the concept of a dolphin interloper. <laughs> I would need a different cover or a different way of providing assistance. Well, what do you think? Do you want to go with the AI sneaking in? <laughs> My frame has some ability at long-range scanning that may be useful to Joseph while he is inside. All right, you're with me then. What do you think, Hex? I think this sounds like a good plan. So Hex is going in with Joseph? I think so. Are you good at infiltrating? <laughs> <laughs> it's time to I use the group action rules. <laughs> I have a theoretical degree in physics. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I, will, I will say, Hex, looking at your gear, you have fine official documents. You have blueprints yep. for a facility or vehicle. You have travel reports. You know. We can make it work. I could see uh, a method here. Like he'd be in disguise? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I'm just in here inspecting the facility. It needs to be OSHA compliant. Jesus Christ, Joseph. You want to <laughs> yeah, but I, should, I don't know if I could be in disguise. The clusters would want to shoot you me. do have... Everyone has subterfuge supplies, which <laughs> get, are for making disguises. I don't know how that would work for Joseph. Yeah, I think I would have on to... Him. <laughs> it's like one of those like really like bad like it's like a full face rubber mask Wand. like the kind that ryan gosling wears in drive and he's like doing his yeah. man work it's like one of those and like a pair of coveralls and he's like hello nice fellow humans i'm here for injection day you could also disassemble joseph <laughs> hey now <laughs> this is like, me we're talking like, about hold Wait, up, like, uh, can, can joseph turn to a briefcase yes he can fold up very small oh, i did say this that he can God. form up into a small cube that's how he <laughs> used to infiltrate <laughs> i think I we just, just figure something yeah. out 
Hex brings you in. He's the Trojan bureaucrat. That's true. <laughs> I I like this a lot. I like this plan. This sounds like a deception or stealth. It kind of, it kind of is a deception, I think. Yeah. Great. I I personally love this. Um, <laughs> so we know your method. Are you you're just heading for front door? Gonna act. What what's your cover story gonna be? And then um, we can get into it. All right, Hex is going to be wearing a nice bright orange, you know, high-vis vest, and obviously a yellow little hard hat. And he's carrying a clipboard. And how do you want to be transported, Joseph? <laughs> I Would we be able to say I could be a briefcase, or is that too far? Is that too it would small? have to be a big briefcase, like, at least a double yeah. back, is what I would say. Sure. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of what you could bring in that would like make sense. Maybe a backpack or like some sort of like hovering tool bat box. Yeah. Like Actually, they would search. It's like Rogue. Um, yeah. yeah. Here's my question. I'm also. Hungry. I guess my concern is: mm -hmm. Are you trying to pose as a government official inspecting a terrorist assembly plant? Yeah, we need a better cover than that. You're right. No, that, that's too bureaucratic. Uh, but boy, would it be funny. But boy, but would it be funny. <laughs> there, we do know. So the, the Clusterists are a sophisticated group. They do have, like... Okay. What if like, Hex is a foreman? Yeah. Okay. I like He's that. Like, hey, you guys are behind quota. <laughs> Higher-ups want me to check what's going on here. Make sure you're running it well. And you could check you off those fine official documents yeah. as well. He has fine. He has fake docs. You know, they'll believe it. it. We have good, we have good reason to believe they will. Yeah, those are good. Uh, I'll be in the floating toolbox then. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in some some thing. I, I'm not too concerned about it because I think, well, the engagement role will determine it. Okay, so everyone is going to determine their pilot gear load now. Light, medium, or heavy. Light will make you the least conspicuous if you're going for that plan. Uh, nice Joseph. Yeah. I'm medium because I'm carrying Joseph already, or no? No, no, you don't have to mark Joseph as load. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big boy. I you got to mark load. I'm a little heavy. <laughs> hey, gotta make room, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm going light. Uh, okay, I think we're ready for the engagement roll. So, you two are going up the front as the foreman cover. You know, prepare your speech for that, Brian. And I believe the you other two are hanging back nearby. Yeah, I'm undecided. We can either be in Worthy's ship, ready to drop, or we can be uh, like just like in a like waiting nearby, like on a rooftop or like in an alley or something. I'm not sure which is narratively best. It really is up to you what you prefer. I kind of like the idea of you being nearby so you can get a view. Well, actually, we're going to narrate anyways because you guys are walking up. Up to you. Totally up to you. Yeah, like a near on top of a building would be cool. Like maybe we got like stealthily inserted on top of a skyscraper, or like under like some camo, some like urban camo netting or something. Just like sitting like near. You're the like facility. in a truck, maybe like a big moving truck. Sure, yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. huge ice cream truck or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can hold our brains. Anyway, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we have to be big like enough. Nearby ish. We'll determine how well that goes. Yeah, I guess we will. But, so here's what I will narrate before we do the engagement roll which is what the facility looks like. Uh, it's a big disassembly yard. Cordoned off by a chain link fence, the outside is full of piles of scrap. You can see these makeshift pop-up bays with partially disassembled vehicles covered by these tarp overhangs. Uh, you can even see some partially disassembled frames in some of these bay, uh, like missing 
their legs, arms, like it's being worked on. Personnel are moving around the yard uh, with trucks, various machinery, you know, forklifts. Many of the personnel seem unarmed, but you do notice a few around the periphery with rifles keeping an eye out for trouble. And at the center of the yard is the main building, which is a printed concrete structure with few windows that have been blacked out from inside. And there's a large inactive smokestack jutting out, jutting out of it. There seems to be a big front receiving area, as well as another large entrance near the back, um, which is near a pile of scrap. And then there are a bunch of personnel entrances, like people-sized entrances all around the building. And then we're going to get into the engagement role. We get one dice for pure luck. We start at one. And we're going to ask some questions. Is the mission bold? Is it especially complex? Very bold. I, I, think, I think it's it, bold. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's bold. Insane. Does the mission exploit the target's vulnerabilities? Mm, they love Foreman. I don't maybe, think so. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they particularly love bureaucracy. Are you receiving external support? Yes, the bone pickers are helping you out. Um, and no one is interfering. Isn't that great? I love, <laughs> hey. I love that. The target is the same tier as you, luckily, so you do not lose any points for that. So that's three dice. Pretty <laughs> solid. Who wants to roll it? Not me. It should be one of the sneaky team. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> what do I roll? 3d6? 3d6. Yeah. Okay. I love you. Alright. Oh my god. It's a seven. A one, a three, and a three. Oh, fuck! I'm Which sorry, means team. you are going to start in a desperate position. Yikes. Terrible. That's like the worst roll to Biff is the fucking engagement <laughs> roll. Oh, man. Nah, it's alright. We're going to be okay. We're gonna yeah, be we're okay. going to be fine. We're going to be fine, okay? So... <laughs> oh, oh Jesus! Um, this is not what I expected at all. Really, you probably should minutes. have at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah anyway, we the worst rolls ever. So, before I tell you the result, let's let's set the scene a little bit. Hex, you got your big floating tool bag, and <laughs> you you know there's an opening in the chain link fence where people like drive cars in, and you just start walking up. You know. <laughs> and like it really occurs to you it always looks like it's a closer walk outside <laughs> but you're just like walking up to this building and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger in front of you and people are noticing you like they're like people are pointing at you uh you notice like the glint of a sniper rifle <laughs> like above on the roof <laughs> um and it's very tense you know people are talking to the radios and all that good stuff and you get up to the door like a big giant door stretching in front of you. And there's a tiny door next to it for the people. And there's a guy here and he looks at you and he has a gun. He has taken a gun out. He's not pointing yep. it at you yet, but it's at the ready. And he says, what is this? What is this? I should be asking you, where's your shuttle? My shuttle? I had to walk all the way here. I think I wanted to do that. <laughs> What's in the bag? My tools. All right. Can I, can I have like a little flashback question, by the way? Sure. <laughs> no, this is part of the documents he's going to show. Uh, would Nyla have been able to tell us intel on maybe a higher up over at where the frames would be stored? Or do we have any intel on that whatsoever? Higher up on where the frames would like the enemy frames? Yeah. Or, you know, where they're sending things that are, hmm. you know, we suspect are produced at this factory. Or just like a lieutenant, some, someone higher up. If you want to do a flashback and burn some stress, I would give that to you. Okay. Let's do... Oh, wait. I should have done fine official. Uh, oh, although you do have, as part of your gear, and this is only you get this, is the blueprints for a facility or a vehicle. Hmm. If you check that off, I'll tell you where these things are probably being stored. 
But does that give me the name of someone who would be there? I That's think the reason why we need that. The official documents. <laughs> because out of character, I don't know, like, the name of someone I would say. Uh, that yeah, I think, you know, John. I think... I think the fine official documents would would like name the foreman on site where it's like, you know, okay, fucking Jameson is in charge of this or that. Okay, then go back to normal scene. Joseph just flips his clipboard over and shows him your boss sent me here. Your output's been weak. He wants to see what's going on. He speaks into a radio and, you know, he says like, you know, you don't really hear it. And then, you know, he, he like lowers his gun, but... Some other security people come out, and they're like probably three guys here, uh, with two with assault rifles, and like just standing around you and being like, uh, "Yeah, we just called the boss down. He's gonna he's gonna check you out." The implication being that you have maybe five minutes until these people shoot you in the head, uh, <laughs> and you are in a desperate position. Okay. Anyone can go. Anyone at all. All right, Joseph. Do you want to do anything? Otherwise, I, I might have to use some. Uh, I feel Geist, Geist is watching on the monitors and like I don't think it's going well. <laughs> it just sent me in. <laughs> I, I I feel like I can't do it. If I do anything, it's over. You get shot in the head now. So I'm just gonna remain cool. The thing I was gonna say is since Joseph is hollow, I and he has like a hollow rib cage, I'm gonna imagine that in any little box that he made himself, he he stuffed just like wrenches and shit in there so then if anyone needs to check he is technically has like tools within him okay so if like, then... you need to pull out a wrench you could do that but if like someone looked inside and saw where you're pulling out of <laughs> then they would be like the fuck is this <laughs> hmm. do Don't we go loud <laughs> i mean yeah, i'll I mean, be ready your options here are like this it's like either you try to continue talking we're out of this with these people or you wait for the boss to show up and try to talk your way out of it with him. Uh, which will be harder. Which will be harder, I think. Do you guys but, have any, like, panic button on you that will contact me and Geist right now <laughs> on the rooftop? <laughs> <laughs> watching this. You guys are at the bare minimum watching. Like. Yeah, could I use my shadow at this moment to, like, uh, get us away from here and tell him to start fighting? Unfortunately, you cannot use shadow to resist an engagement role it's only an action role that you can use it to resist the consequences of so if okay yeah if uh hex fumbles again you could technically use it to reduce the consequences but um those consequences we might have no just idea be getting shot be. yeah, yeah. We'll see All i right. want to try i don't know if this is possible but mm -hmm. with my new skill of being able to use my mind to instill a powerful undirected emotion in others and in my vehicle gear, my psionic amplifier that increases the range or power of the user's psychic uh, abilities. Now we're talking. If Hex, like, sends, like, some kind of, like, very subtle message being like, we need help. <laughs> I don't know, like, what the range is or the accuracy is of being able to send a feeling <laughs> to uh -huh. this guy to be like, Oh, actually, everything's fine. Maybe I should tell the boss he doesn't need to come down. <laughs> what does what your like? move say? Or that uh, ability? So for broadcast, it says, when I push myself, mm -hmm. I can do one of the following, in addition to the normal benefits. Use my mind to instill emotion or to paralyze a person with my mind. 
or voice? I think you're very far away, but I think yeah. you could attempt it. I think it's definitely possible. I think you would have limited effect at this distance, but mm-hmm. if you roll well, that might put them in a risky position instead of a desperate position. Yeah. Could we just like walk away or would they like chase us down at this point? You don't get the impression they would just let you go. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know, because then we just get away and tell him, like, okay, I we're mean, running loud. Hex is, has half a mind to declare that he left a grenade at the front door and he remote detonated. So <laughs> it, it, whatever you got that's better than that. I, yeah, I don't know. What what social skills does Hex have? That's a great question. He's consort uh, too. Oh, that's the one that's not useful here. Um, hey there. Uh, what I would maybe take, which, you know, it's a flashback. You could say you know someone here. Yeah, I was looking at Intel because it's shaded on the spreadsheet. Like, what if I, what if Hex, you know, he got the Intel on who the boss is on shift right now. And he casually said, hey, Jonathan, I know him. You really want to trouble him and bring him down here? The Intel, you have to spend personnel points to use. Hmm. What if we get Intel on this boss that will help me send a very targeted... Some bad version to him. That, <laughs> that would be praise on his fears. That'd be a flashback. Yeah. If you want to do a flashback of you, like, what would the goal of your flashback be? Finding something out about this boss. It, it's Inception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we study the boss. We know it might be bad. They might actually call him down. So we need to have a plan for if he comes down. Yeah, I mean, I just want to know what that flashback <laughs> would be to you. I like. Like, this. would it be you, <laughs> like, passing around about this guy? My vehicle also says it has a fine social data retrieval program. A finely coded oh. program that can oh. expertly gather details about a target's personal life. Ooh, damn. Oh, interesting. I think that could be cool. However, you might you know the name of the guy. Right, we yeah. established that? Yeah! Anderson. I think that's going to be a role. This is just giving you the ability. Mm-hmm. This would probably be an interface. Okay. Do you want to push yourself? Yeah. Let's interface okay is anyone aiding you i don't i don't think i could aid in any meaningful (laughs) way yeah (laughs) unless you can think of something i do have all this stress to spend hex channels is just stand next to me being like i know you can do it loyal (laughs) you got this buddy he's such a great dolphin (laughs) (laughs) that would actually he's very emotional he's a very emotional creature (laughs) i would help him one thing one thing i think guys you could add to this and let me know if this is not in character, but considering your traumas, I think you bring a unique kind of cruel perspective to people who have families and lives. <laughs> 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 that could be useful. Like whispering see... in Loyal's ear, like, you don't know what to really fuck up a human. You attack their children. Yeah, just to be clear, we're like trying to like dig up what is we're trying to like dig up something we can use to like yes. emotionally blackmail this guy. Yeah, kind something of. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just be like, yeah, like, th- threaten to kill his children, threaten to, you know, like, <laughs> that'll really fuck him up. Sure, I'm cold <laughs> and reckless. I think that, I think that fits. I got this new scar, I might as well break it in a little bit. Yeah, okay. okay so so take, I get another uh, dice from that? Yeah, you get 3D. Yeah, yeah, three dice? Stress. Risky standard? Risky, well, yeah, for you it is... That's a good question. It's controlled for us, but it's still desperate for them because if exactly. we fuck this up, they're in trouble. I think, it's, I think it is risky for you because of the circumstances that your friends are in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Risky standard. Let's get it. I'm rolling on. it. 
Crossing the fingers. Crossing the fins. Cross those fins. Six, Ooh. four, five, two. Okay. Um, Activation. Wow. Uh, All right. It, it should have been, sorry, two bonus die, but it doesn't matter. You got a six no. still. So here's what I'll give you. You find a few avenues here. You got full success. No consequences. You can either, one, make up, especially since Geist is helping you, you can pretend, you can synthesize evidence that you have this person's daughter. Um, like, <laughs> hostage. God. Um, you can also go another avenue, which would be that you didn't get anything on him, but the assistant manager, you know who he is, and you have an in there. Like, he would be receptive to, like, lying about, or being maybe receptive to, like, getting confused about this. Like, he's kind of a klutz. Um, mm -hmm. And if you manage to get the assistant manager here first, which I would just let happen, uh, that could work, too. I know what Loyal will opt to do in this situation. Loyal's in charge. Geist in is charge. just here providing options. He's like, all right, I'm just saying we could pretend we have his daughter here, and I could, if the guy fucks around too much, I could like fire my service revolver next to the microphone, and he'd think we killed her. It would be a good... I mean, we yeah. got it. What I'll, I agree what I'll this say, would be an effective approach. We will use this if we absolutely need to. I'll say um, you can choose one or the other. One, you can use later. You can use the daughter thing later for sure. Uh, the other one, you get an inroad now, and um, it's better morally. Yeah, oh, so. let's do that. Let us send a confusing psychic bolt to the assistant manager. I don't even think this is psychic at no. this point. Well, I mean, you were were you doing? You were just interfacing, right? You're looking That's him true. up. It I think was. you just like yeah, get a message to him, like you spoof a message from like a clusterist. Like this is the type of guy who falls for like spam calls. I know, like, <laughs> hey, it's me from Cluster's Command. We got an inspector coming over. Don't have time for the paperwork. Could you make sure everything goes cool with him? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah, so... I put, like, a voice modifier on my, like, <laughs> pod that just, like, changes me to sound like maybe a girl. Maybe a human girl who's, like, <laughs> cool to listen to. <laughs> I love human girls who are cool to listen to. Uh, exactly. That's what Loyal's thinking. Um, That's what Geist is yeah. telling him. <laughs> yeah, these these fuckers. I love women. Um, <laughs> freaks. Anyways, um, yeah. So as you're sweating bullets, hex, uh, and Joseph, you are sitting there. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the, the you know what's going on. It's very it's a very thick bag. Yeah. Um, you know these guys. They're like racking the bullets on their rifles at this point, and. Someone shows up, and it's not the manager, it's not the guy you know, it's someone else whose name... Grimble. <laughs> Timmy Grimble. It's not Grimble. It's not time for Grimble yet. <laughs> His name is Daly. Okay. Um, Daly shows up and says, oh, sorry, sorry, I, I, I got your message. Um, the, the boss wants uh, everyone to have an armed escort who's not part of the operation. Um, so you, you just come right in. Uh, these two are going to stay with you. Um, sorry, 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 sorry. And he's like very overwhelmed. He's like, Spaghetti is coming out of his pockets and everything. <laughs> but you are led inside, amazingly. Final Despite spell. it all. Um, you it. So you've been reduced to a risky situation. You have two armed escorts, and you are in the main hallway. There are... The floor is ahead of you. You can't quite see it yet. Um, and then there's, like, some stairs that go up to, like, a examination area, so to speak. And presumably, maybe the rest of the office. But you don't have the blueprint, so I can't tell you. Mm. Maybe now's a good time to declare that X brought blueprints. 
An excellent choice, my lord. Um, <laughs> Hex miraculously pulls out some blue blueprints, you know, from his brain. He's like, hey, yeah, I know where to so, go now. Here's what you know. There's not a lot of good signage here, except for, like, bathrooms. But there is a staircase to your left, which goes up to the offices and a little, like, overlook area where you can look over the factory floor. Like I said, you can't see anything right now in front of you. There's, like, another door before you get to the factory floor. But you do hear the sound of, like, assembly and, like, the clattering of machinery up ahead. Um, there is also, you notice on the blueprints, a large storage area, um, kind of on the back, partially subterranean, where you could imagine, like, up to 20 frames could be stored there if they were, like, packed up. Hex hmm. is thinking the ladder is going to be where they'll find what they need. So the storage area. What are you so, trying to find? So we're looking for evidence that they're making frames here, or...? You're looking for intel on other clusterist bases, because this one is presumably supplying others. Yeah. I won't say there's nothing of value in the storage room, but what you will find there, I can't say, but presumably just frames, if anything. Alright, well, will the guards let us go to the first option? Yeah, sure. I mean, what's right. your what's your story for going to the office? I want to hear you talk to the, the guards. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they start, they'll be like, hey, wh- why do you need to go to the office? That's not where the operation's happening. Need to see who's in charge here. Have a word. Do you want to roll? You want to roll for that? You want to roll for that? Hmm. You want to roll for that? X is thinking. Uh, yeah, he'll roll for it. What's what do you think that is? Consort. We're buddies now, right? Yeah. It. it you can't. <laughs> how the system works is you can technically roll whatever you want. I can just control the effect. I would say consort will give you limited effect. I would say sway would give you standard effect. Hmm. Um, you can receive help from people. X, and... tell them that you're cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Loyal probably can't reach this far. So. All right. His cover will be not that he wants to see the boss, because I think that opens another can of worms. But he wants to drop off some paperwork that he promised to bring. Great. And we'll roll for that. You think Consort will work for that? Hmm. Or Sway? It's kind of about like calling in favors from people that you know uh, and are friendly with. Like, con- Consort is like. Specifically about kind of yeah. Thing. Okay, then yeah, let's do sway. All right, do you want to push yourself? Push sure. Your stress. Um, cool. You get He's another. Really die. trying to be nice here. Do you want to get aid or a collateral die? Uh, <laughs> how can someone aid me? I could see an argument for loyal telling you how to sway someone because loyal is very empathetic. Okay. Let's. Hey, loyal. You want to help me out? <laughs> help me out. You sure. sense Hex is suffering severe social anxiety right now. <laughs> I'll coach Hex on swaying. All right, take one Just stress. How to imagine that you are in the other person's shoes. What do you want to hear? Use that information to your benefit. Smiley face. <laughs> social coaching. All right. well, I don't say another person's shoes. I say another person's fins. Yeah. Oh, All right. Very All right. And risky and standard, Colin? Yes. Cool. And do I get another dice for dolphin help or no? You get two bonus dice. Hell yeah. Another dice for dolphin help. Dolphin help. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. That's like super bonus. <laughs> this is not going <laughs> so rare. Well. Oh dear. How did that even happen? I had like two it's extra dice. Well, so, you, so you start with zero dice. And so yeah. pushing yourself is you one die and then another is another die. Damn. Yeah, uh, so here's what happens. You get start 
like they kind of buy it um and they lead you up to the like the observation area towards the offices and i want to describe something to you before i fuck you um but <laughs> you see the disassembly floor it's a very large space where there's like a handful of frames hung up kind of assembled from parts from the scrapyard um there are these couple of frames you see like moving around these narrow hallways carrying like crates full of parts like just labor frames and the center of the main area the disassembly floor there are a lot of concerning things here the center of the main area hanging from gigantic chains from the ceiling is a large partially disassembled frame missing an arm part of its chest and the top half of its head it is a mishmash of parts like the rest but this one is different in between each part are these tendrils of glistening red wire it is far more advanced than the frames being assembled here, and even the frames being assembled in your own base. You get a very bad vibe from it. Even you, who I don't imagine is the most psychic guy in the world, it kind of makes your skin crawl. And part of it, the reason it's so disconcerting, is that it's bleeding. There is blood coming off of this frame, and it's pooling beneath it, but all the workers are giving a wide berth. And just beyond this big pool of frame blood are... <laughs> perhaps 50 or so children ages anywhere from 7 to 14 and they're all picking through piles of scrap metal separating parts into more piles some of the older ones are working on assembly making these like new mechanisms from the re recovered scrap and they all seem to be looking for something um, oh. oh yeah and then you hear the crackle of a radio um, and you hear the words yeah they're coming burn it and I'm going to start a clock I'm going to start the uh, evidence destruction clock. Guess who just got space for anti-infantry defenses? <laughs> and the cold scar. There's kids. It's this guy. Um, and the, the guard does not get wise to your play. Instead, I'm going to do something worse, which is I'm going to start this clock. Um, you smell smoke. And I think the people outside, you see smoke coming from these windows on the top floor. And they're beginning to destroy their evidence. And I'm taking that once. I'm going to move uh, you to a desperate position, Hex and Joseph. Okay. Because the boss comes in. The actual boss. And says, you two. Well, actually, no. There's not two of you. It's one of you and one of you in the bag. <laughs> you and the one in the bag. Yeah, you in the bag. You're going to have some harsh words, young man. <laughs> and he, he says, cuff that one. Hold him here. We need everything in place. Something's going wrong. And one of the guards goes to cuff you. Hmm. Do we go loud now, guys? This Nine. just went... Uh, it's way up. Uh, fast. Geist is uh, regretting coming up with this plan and is... <laughs> Can we... So, here's a question. Do we have, like, live video feed or do we just have, like, audio? Or what do we, what do we know? That's a great question. And actually, it adds to my narration here. Um, because you do have live video and live audio, and then it cuts off because a haze warning goes up and you are far away. At what point did it cut out? I think it cut out right when he got that radio message. So like did we see the children in the bleeding robot? You did. And because you are such a old soul, Geist, um, I think you put this together. That is part of the corpse of martyrdom. Oh, no. Uh-oh. It is not in good shape. It is very disassembled, but it's still what we would call a problem. What the fuck? Why is it bleeding? Does that? <laughs> like, that's not like, Geist isn't like, yeah, you know, when they when they killed Martyrdom, the mech was exploded into blood and guts. I mean, were you there? 
I, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't know. Actually, I, I think, think you were. There. I think you were in a coma when they took the city. That is um, true. I didn't uh, even so see it. Only know about general vibes. Um, but no, no one mentioned the bleeding mech. Okay. Well, as soon as he, as soon as the haze warning goes up and the smoke starts boiling out, uh, Geist looks at Loyal and he's like, "They fucked it up. We got to go hot right now." <laughs> hmm. <laughs> don't do mm, I agree with this? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and Geist is. I mean, Geist is probably. Are we like in our frames? Are we out of our frames? Up to you. In the back of this truck. I'm, I'm I feel like we were maybe out of our frames when we were doing the, inst- doing the Intel stuff, but Geist is going to run over to the changeling and hop in it and gun the throttle because this just became a. Uh, a I do a scan for. I don't know. Live arm weapons to see. <laughs> what they're up to in there more than just activating the haze, or is that not possible because of the haze? You could scan, but you're going to have to get a little closer. Okay, I'll get a little Which closer. I'm fine, I'm fine with you doing it as one action. Like, you're scanning, but you're getting closer. I just have to let you know that you will be a shootable target while you scan, if That's they choose to shoot me. you. Uh, Yeah, you want to scan? Hey, I want to scan. Want to get closer? I want to scan. Um, Actually, let's hold off on the scanning for now. I would like to see what Hex and Joseph do. I I had a wacky question. I wanted to know if Hex, like, has his arm on the Joseph toolbox, could I, like, activate fine optical camo and then have him go invisible as well? Like, it would be both of us since he's touching me? Huh. That is a good question. I think that'd be a roll, but I would allow that to be an opportunity. Okay. What role do you think it would be? That's my plan that I have right now, Brian. I don't know if you got something. I better. like it. No, I like it. Yes, I don't want you to get shot. I've already <laughs> declared two things. I need to hold up on a third. Yeah. I would say you could roll prowl for this. Okay. Um, um, I can't promise that you'll get perfect invisibility. It's up to the dice. Sure. But I think what you're trying to get is you're trying to get you and him out of trouble, which I think is definitely yeah. prowl. Could I, uh, I wanted to push myself. Could I get aid from Brian, uh, on this? Yeah, what we could do is we could do a group action, which is group kind of action. what it sounds like. You're both trying to do this, right? Trying to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 We're going to do like, a, a group action. So how that works is that both of you are going to roll prowl and we're going to take the highest result from your combined rolls. But for every failure that. Hex rolls, you are going to gain an extra stress. Could I um, push myself on this too? Or no? Yes. Or the group you, ones? You, okay. you could. Because I don't want to mess this up. No, uh, that'd be bad because you're in a desperate position. Yeah, so it would be prowl plus one because I'm pushing myself uh, desperate standard? Yeah. All right, well, here's mine. Oh, that's six. Yeah. Uh, Stinky. And Hex, do it. All right, so you're going to take an extra stress, Joseph, from that desperate roll. I don't know how wise Hex is to this happening. Maybe Hex is right in on the plan. I was going to say, maybe they talked before, and Joseph's like, if anything goes wrong, put your hand right here, I'll know, and I'll activate optical camo. We'll get out of there. It's always the plan. It was always the plan. Yeah. We play it for this. Yeah. Yeah, the guy moves to handcuff you, and, you know, actually like okay it's time to go ghost and um you 
vanish into thin air. Um, you know that you got a full success. Uh, you're both invisible now, um, and I think you get to move a few steps away. And they're like, "Holy shit, where'd they go?" And they, they have their weapons drawn. They're no longer in arrest mode. They're now in kill mode, but they don't know where you are. Where do you, where do you head to from here? Before I cut uh, away, I, I'm unboxing. <laughs> I'll say that, <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm assuming that we're gonna. I, I would like to grab a. Uh, uh, Hex's arm and try to like rush towards a corner away from everything, maybe uh, behind some crates. Like the most advantageous position is just like hiding. So I'm going to just try to find a hiding spot for us. I was going to say like against a wall behind some crates or something or somewhere that we can easily be like, there's an open door over here. Then we could run through the hallway and get out. Yeah, um, I think there's I don't like, know the layout there, of the room, though. There's a you're like in like a old glass overview area. And there are some, like, doors to the offices where they are burning the evidence. Um, and then there's, like, a way back to the factory floor behind you and maybe, like, a supply closet. And I'm sh- there's, like, there's some stuff you could hide behind as well, but they will search there eventually. But we'll we'll get back to that. Just think on that, um, what your next move is. Okay, outside. I heard you wanted to scan, Ewan. <laughs> Someone said. I, th- I think I might want to scan. Okay. W- remind me what you're looking for active weaponry on the For, premises like frames See. and shit yeah if anyone's powering up if any like offensive is gathering anywhere in the building sure i should go out first uh roll me a scan do you want to push yourself or anything none of that it's just a scan look that's right. the worst that can happen your position is risky standard partial success okay you scan and you do see quite a few signatures. There are some active signatures booting up around the outside of the camp, I would say. But there are two particular signatures that you notice. They are emerging from beneath the facility. Like, uh, apparently there's tunnels under there. You would have to assume there's some sort of underground transportation network here. And there are two mm-hmm. frames in particular that stick out to you because they're... You get, like, a rough scan of them. I'll say... You don't know exactly what they are, uh, but you know that they are much better built than what the rest of these frames are. Um, And you also recognize their general signature as being part of the squad, the Children of Martyrdom, two frames. Uh, The one is the Disciple of Martyrdom, which is a four-step clock, and the other is the Last Prince, which is a six-step clock. They are still moving up into the building right now, but that is where they are, and you know that they exist, and you... Get the feeling that will be your main obstacle. Let's call um, it. Is fighting these guys? Yeah. Okay. I think I think that the first thing we have to do is stop them from destroying the evidence. And I think to that end, Geist is going to try and... So we can see the smoke, right? Mm-hmm. So it stands to reason that I could try and travel towards the source of the fire. That stands to reason? Um, I mean, Geist's immediate gut instinct is that if there's smoke, there's fire. And if they're causing fires, they're probably trying to burn the sorts of things that we don't want them to burn. And so he should probably get there ASAP and stop it from happening. So I think I'm going to think I'm going to zip on over there. Yeah, I think that's going to be my action as I'm going to probably maneuver um, and try and just like smash through a window or something and get to the source of the fire uh, to try and stop them from burning the evidence. Sure. Give me a maneuver. You're trying to just, like get up or you like rip open the wall. 
Yeah, I was going to like smash through like if there's like I know you mentioned that there's windows that the smoke is peering out of. There's like a particularly thin wall where I think I could get away with smashing through the window. Well, um, yeah, I think I think your first roll is going to be a uh, maneuver and then I think I'm manipulate might be next. OK, good thing I can do that a little bit. OK, but yeah, I will I will maneuver first just to try and get into the facility without getting uh, blowed the fuck up. Is this a risky position right now for me? Okay, then I'm not going to do anything untoward just yet. Surely the dice will grant me at least a partial success. One can hope. They did not. That was a one and a two. One and a two. Dusk lights. Dusk lights. Dusk lights can't play B. I'll do two things to you, because I'm nice. One, I'm taking another clock of evidence destruction, which is bad. The, yeah. the, the bigger this clock is, the less you get. This isn't like an all-or-nothing situation. Yeah. The other thing I am going to do is you, I think, trigger some sort of... Like, the chain link fence seems like it should just go down, but it is, in fact, booby-trapped. And you try to push through it, and something, like, in, like, the posts, like, the posts themselves that, like, hold it up triggers, and you are enveloped in this big spool of, like, wire. It's, like, it's an entangling effect. Um, which means you are going to be put in a desperate position because you're kind of stuck in the middle of this open area um, okay. pulling on these wires. And that is where you are going to get left. Um, why don't we go back inside? You guys are... What did you decide? What's your move? Run Either away. You can choose. You guys got to get to where they're destroying the evidence and stop them from fucking destroying yeah. the evidence. Do it now. I'm going to try invisible going there. We're going to invisible sure. go there. I think that's going to be a prowl unless you have a different idea. Okay. Sounds like it makes should... sense. Yeah, is it from both of us? I won't contest it. Yeah. All right. I think it's gonna be another group action. All like, right. I, I think you've given that this people the slip here. It's just moving to the next thing. Okie dokie. Uh, risky. What happens? Uh, whatever. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have a lot of stress right now, and I'm very close. And if if Brian gets a failure, that means I get more stress. Can and I could stress let... out? And wait, what were you saying? You could let Hex lead the group action. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have four stress slots left. I yeah. have two. Okay, then I, it could, I should be stressed. Let's frame this somehow. Could it be that sustaining this over two people is actually a lot of work for you, Joseph? Yeah, probably. Maybe like a lot of... Because uh, it should only be go through my body, which I'm like accustomed. So now I'm like using a lot of my energy to power up his as well. Yeah, and like you're like, I would turn off your eyeballs and be like, Lex, Hex, yeah, <laughs> sleepy. <guide me. laughs> yeah, I like that. So it's going to be the same thing. You're both going to roll Prowl, and then Hex, for every failure that Joseph rolls, you're going to gain a stress. Or if he fails, All right, just, you will gain a stress. Just don't fail four times, or I'll get... Yeah, don't worry. I got a... So a uh, risky standard. Partial success. Okay. Uh, so slides. Hex, you are going to take one stress from your failure. But you get a partial success, which I'm going to say puts you, you slip these two guards, you get to the offices where you're trying to go. Um, the complication here is you're right as you get there, right as like the door like starts to unlatch. It's too much, Joseph. Like this thing was not designed for two people uh, and it drops. So you are visible now. They don't know you're down here quite yet. It's not like a straight shot to the offices, but whoever's on the other side of this door absolutely will. And you're not going to be able to use your optical camo for a little bit. Ready those guns, Brian. We're going in. 
Oh boy, oh be, oh bye, oh bumpkin cry. <laughs> I, I, you guys get another roll. There's two of you. I think if you want, we're going to go again. Next action. Yeah, what do you want to do? Like you are, you're at the door. If you like peek inside, it's like an office. Some people are shoveling paperwork into this little like burner, this little incinerator, which is clearly designed not for this volume of stuff. It's like that episode of SpongeBob. You know, we're all running around in his brain yeah, burning stuff. Exactly. But um, I have an idea. Shoot well, him in the head with a gun, execution nice. style. Fuck yeah! So, do the people in there like would they have seen us already, or would they like likely have no clue who the hell we are? Like, recently, as always, it'll depend on your role. But you have an in there. It is. It is very much possible that nothing was communicated to them because they didn't want to. They weren't trying to kill you when they were trying to cuff you. It was just like. We're on code red. Anything weird that's going on, make it stop. And you are something weird that's going on. So okay. you could you could do it. Let's just roll in that nice day. You wanna walk with me there? Or should I hide? That's up to Joseph. But Ostras I... don't like robots. I think if they saw me, I would have to start killing. <laughs> I'd go what kill you... mode. What if you had subterfuge supplies? Though? I mean, I could I could box myself up again, because I could do that at will. <laughs> uh, you wanna carry me in? I don't know if you could declare like a smoke bomb, but if we threw that in and just started like killing people. Well, why? I thought we were just here for the intel. What if we just took the intel? You would have to do that, though. I'm saying like I can't help you because if they look at me, they're going to start shooting me. Can we? Are there any armed people inside that we can identify? Yes, or are they mainly just clerical? Um, there are like a couple of armed people in here, but they're helping. They're helping do it. They look a little frantic. I like your idea, Brian. The only problem is you'd have to do it alone. I don't, I don't know what Joseph could do to help. <laughs> If you wait outside, just watching. I yeah, I'll pull out my gun and just like wait. If it, if it goes yeah. wrong, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. All right. So Hex's plan is just to go in there and start gathering it, but like you know, pretending like he's gonna go toss it, but he's not. He's just oh god, it's beautiful fucking <laughs> social manipulation. Yeah, Act like you belong. Yeah, I read so many books about this. Yeah, that's going to be. What do you think that would be, Brian? Mm. I think that might be. I could see. I could see a few avenues here. Unless you want it to be the assistant managers here, you've spent the stress to declare that person. I can see and consort with him. Okay. How about we consort to just get him to let us, you know, help start gathering all these documents to dispose of. Yeah, sure. So he's there. So you can like get his attention. Right. I want to hear your pitch. What was his name again? Was he named? His name is Daily. Daily. What's uh -huh. going on here? Oh, we we got to we got to burn all this. All right. Yeah, the guards ran off. How about I help you here? Yeah, yeah. Just, just um, grab that stuff over there. We got to We got to get this burnt. We got to get this burnt, or else, um, or else it's all fucked. We're gonna make it daily. <laughs> okay, give me a consort. I love Come you. Come on, buddy. <laughs> X is now we're talking. gonna push. Loyal, how much stress you got? I have one, two, three, four, five left. Loyal, if you're down, I'm for the cause. I'll add a two here. Yeah, how am I helping you in this particular case? Are you just like, like are we doing a flashback? Or are you contacting me? Or what's happening? You could sense Hex is struggling to, you know, <laughs> win friends and influence people. So mm -hmm. uh, maybe you channel some good vibes and more social advice to him. You have like the most information on daily. Loyal, you could just be feeding like doing like a psycho psychoanalyzing him where it's like, He's really insecure. He's always posting on LinkedIn about how he loves to hustle. Do <laughs> <laughs> I take one or two stress? It is one, because you have a level one relationship with him. All right, I'm rolling it. So plus two, risky standard? Mm-hmm. Please, for the love of God. 
Thank you. Personal success. Yeah. They are still burning, but you, you grab some stuff. Like you are, you talk your way and he's like, okay, just like whatever you see, any paperwork that's in this office needs to go. They're going to be here soon. And you managed to, I assume, pocket some stuff, right? Um, Yeah. I'm going to give you, right now I'm going to give you one thing to save. You could save more later because I'm going to tick this clock more, but like this is one thing that you're going to be guaranteed to get. And here are your options. There are some maps with locations circled. And there are maps of the tunnel routes of the West City from the East City. There is a report detailing issues with utilizing the remnants of martyrdom. There is a document that references an organization called Gold House, which has provided the clusterists with a case of enzyme Omicron. And then the last option is there are flyers that are encouraging clusterists in the city to move into the River Valley away from the peacekeepers. They are announcing a number of temporary housing plans, and it is labeled Phase 1. Mm. Shit, son, this all seems very important. And that's where we'll end for today. Uh, thank you all for playing, and thank you, everyone, for listening. I will see you all next time.